0: this podcast is called obsessed joseph scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest you should listen it's the best
1: hello and welcome to obsessed with me joseph scrimshaw i am sitting in my home with a wonderful awesome person named katherine glover how are you Catherine?
0: hi i'm all right how are you
1: <laughs> just fine how are you feeling today
0: oh i'm i'm great you know a little nervous i'll say something stupid and it'll be immortalized in your podcast but you know but i, I can try Otherwise, to edit it good
1: i can try to edit it you can tell me which things you thought were stupid afterward <laughs>
0: okay i'll keep a list <laughs> we can
1: have a little playlist. <laughs> do you want some scratch paper oh yeah that
0: might be great the to write down, down the stupid things no, i
1: say okay. stupid things i bet i will bet you right now that i will say more stupid things than you
0: well, now we need to get some scrap paper and start right. a tally. Otherwise, how can here. we settle the bet?
1: I have a piece of scratch paper here, and I have a pen. We'll does, see if I remember to do this.
0: Does the quality of the stupidity matter, or is it just the number well, see, of now
1: I'm in a no, I'm in a shitty position of, you're going to be in the middle of talking, <laughs> and then you're going to see me make a little mark, and you go, what did
0: I say? Oh, no, it must have been stupid. So
1: we'll see. We'll see. Right. Maybe I'll make a mark, but I don't think you're going to say anything stupid. Because <laughs> we're, we're here today to talk about a very straightforward topic, right? Right of sex workers. We'll get back to that. Before that, <laughs> uh, can you can you tell the people listening uh, a little bit about yourself?
0: Well, um, I'm a playwright and performer. Uh, I did a whole bunch of one woman shows and toured them at fringe festivals. Uh, I'm taking a year off from that right now, maybe sort from of. touring or doing from doing touring. Yeah, um, it's exhausting. For, it is exhausting. Yeah. I'm doing the one in Fresno, though, because it's in March, and um, I don't know how many of the listeners are not from Minnesota, but um, decent amount. Minnesota is kind of a frigid hellhole. <laughs> so going to California in March is pretty That sounds deal. like a really good yeah. plan. Yeah. Yes. So, so I'm doing that one. Yes. That's the only edit on Fringe. I I'm like. going to LA and San
1: Francisco <laughs> at the end of January. Right. As soon as humanly possible uh, to take a nice little break from, yes, the freezing hellhole. Yes.
0: Yes. If hell was frozen.
1: That should be our state motto yes. in Minnesota. <laughs> Freezing hellhole. Pretty much. Uh, cool. So your obsession, because I, I contacted Catherine and said that, hey, would you like to be on this podcast? Cause Catherine is interesting and charming. And uh, and I asked her, like I asked people, what are your obsessions? And you told me something else and sex workers. <laughs> and for some reason, I don't remember the other thing.
0: I, I think they were a little less interesting.
1: Yeah, so sex workers. Uh. So so then I, I responded to Catherine that I... Uh, that. I, I was really interested in that, but it is a comedy podcast, and I assume that there are some actual horrors uh, involved in that, and I wanted to make sure that it, like, I didn't want to tackle an issue that I wasn't capable of tackling. Uh, so I asked Catherine about this, and she responded immediately with an email that started with, sex work includes a ton of fun. Yes, this is this is true. I
0: mean, that's why people pay for it, right? I, well, yes. I, I knew no, that. I
1: didn't. I didn't send you an email and say,
0: Catherine, is sex fun? <laughs> Can it be well, that would that would that would be Italian in the stupid column for sure. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. So okay. So just tell me the basic for for people who are like, what's a sex worker? What is a sex worker?
0: Well, um, it's anyone who works in the sex industry. So that could be strippers, phone sex workers, porn stars. Uh, I specifically have focused most of my research on uh, prostitution, um, both historically and modern, but probably more more historically. Um, i have like three shelves of my bookshelf for all books about the topic and i'd say two of them are historical and one of them is like modern is it a a book modern about writings. modern
1: prostitution or modern sex work or both uh
0: there, there's both there's especially because people have given me a bunch of different things um yeah, people, people know that I so collect, people so. The,
1: yeah, people at the point where like we know you're interested in sex work Here's the oh, yeah. sex work. Book. Uh, Philip That's Lowe, awesome. who's been
0: on this podcast apparently, mm-hmm. was excited when he realized there was this book that he loves and he couldn't come up with anyone to give it to. <laughs> so he gave it to me, and uh, it's the cover is just this woman with a huge cock in her mouth, and it's like it's and a drawing. Philip just it's,
1: had this around his house and it's like it's gotta uh, go it's a, somewhere. Well, it's a memoir I this.
0: written by some sex worker. I haven't read it yet. Okay. Um but yeah, but
1: So you've done shows about uh, Yes, Yes. I was gonna say classic prostitution. The classic, yes, the classical era of prostitution, uh, burning about brothels, was a time prostitution.
0: Yes. Well, actually, that the show it focused on Nevada and it focused on the legal history. So I had, oh, okay. I had a story from I think it's eighteen sixty seven was the oldest, um, and I talked about the attitudes towards prostitution in the Victorian era. But then there's also some modern stories, and I okay talked to some modern people who work as escorts or. In the brothels in Nevada where it's legal or things so, yeah, like that. So, yeah. So, I think
1: I just don't know, basically, like, I know that it's legal. That sounds right. Like, <laughs> but <laughs> what, but what is, so what is that like for for a modern high-scale escort in a in a place where, where it's legal?
0: Well, it's actually, it's not, escort, being an escort is not legal anywhere in the United States. Okay. Uh, only, you. It's only legal if you work in the brothel, which is actually some, I've met some escorts who work and, okay. I mean, A lot of, you know, a lot of women do it and get away with it. um, And they're very careful about screening their clients. And, you know, there's. So they can make sure that they're not cops or dangerous. Um, But some one of the I was at a conference where some women who were working as escorts had tried working in the brothels and really, really hated it. And and they, you know, there was kind of some backlash. Some women feel more comfortable there uh, because there's a safety element. There's more protection. But. There is definitely uh, labor issues. Uh, they treat they they treat the women like. They treat them like employees, but they have they basically have the responsibilities of employees, but the rights of independent contractors. Okay. So and there's just, you know, and a lot of them have a lockdown policy, which means the women can't leave the brothel for their entire three weeks day. Wow. Which, you know, to me sounds horrible horrible. and sounds horrible. But then the thing is, is like surveys have shown that's not actually the biggest issue that women have, because a lot of people, a lot of women who work at the brothels, they don't they don't live in that town. They might, you know, they might live in Minneapolis and then they're like, well, I'm just going to go to Nevada for three weeks make right. a whole bunch of money, and then come home and have a bunch of money. Um, and it's not like the locals are going to be friendly. So, you know, a lot of them are like, whatever, I'm just here to work and then get the hell out of here. Okay. Um, the biggest issue, I think, the biggest thing that people don't like is they have to pay half of their money over to the brothels.
1: Right. So so there's just a lot of the normal problems that people have with, like, yes. the same complaints that they might have working at Walmart. Absolutely. They have Working at these shitty brothels. Yes, yes. Okay. And then the the escorts, the high class escorts that, and you have said you've interacted with them, like yes. you've interviewed escorts. So what that, what is that actually like?
0: Well, um, they usually it's the ones I know. It's all online now. Um, I mean, there are like sites uh, where I don't actually know exactly how it works. I assume you pay to have yourself listed, and you have a picture, and then you know your fake name and your email. Um, apparently it's very important to have like a separate credit card under your fake name so okay. that you can kind of separate everything, um, okay. so that you don't, that makes sense. You don't get busted or whatever. Um, and then I feel, I feel kind of like weird talking about this cause I'm like, I don't actually have this experience. I'm definitely not the expert and some <laughs> you sex workers, I, I know, but some sex, some sex workers would be very like, you're not a sex worker. You don't have any right to speak for us. But, um. You know, there's but you're, but you're there's, just telling there's militant people and everything. So oh, right. anyway, um that said, uh so yeah, and then they they do they have different screening processes and then they you know there there's actually reviews on sites so that the guys <laughs> can review
1: So is there really like uh like sex worker Yelp? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. God so they so they have to deal are, with And there the are issues, comments? yeah. Yes. Oh god. Yeah, that can be I can't even imagine that <laughs> the kind of asshole critiques. Uh, so speaking, of that, I, I think that's what's interesting to me about this whole the. I mean, obviously, <laughs> there's plenty to be interested in, but the actual term "sex worker." There's there's that contrast between like the excitement of sex and oh, working. That there just seemed uh, you seem to be bringing up all of these issues that are sort of like. How can we make sex sound boring and everyday? We we'll <laughs> call it worker. That's, really,
0: that's a good way of looking at it. That's exactly what I do. I make I make prostitution as boring as possible every <laughs> time I write mean? about it or talk about it. Or. <laughs> Let's bore people no, with sex. I mean, and I mean, okay. Some people, for some people, it's you know, it's traumatic and horrible, right. and like, of know, course, people who aren't comfortable having sex with strangers and you know some people are some people aren't whether it's you know someone you meet at a bar or someone who's paying you like some people are much more comfortable doing that and that makes a big difference about how people emotionally respond to it and of course there's you know abuse and violence and you know people like people who rape prostitutes or do things even after the woman has said no or the man has said i won't do that and then force them to do it there's you know there's all sorts of horrible things but in terms of just Let's assuming that you're in a good a good situation with it where it's a consensual like the complaints all are so, you know, it's like, oh, so much marketing. You have to spend so much time (laughs) updating your website and, you know, getting your pictures taken. And and also like so many it's like it's it's more about negotiation at, at the brothels, especially like your work is. Negotiating because that's... Negotiating
1: with the brothel or with negotiating, the No, the negotiating the your price. Clients.
0: Negotiating the price.
1: So is it like it's every time?
0: Yep. And it depends. Wow. Uh, it depends on the brothel. Sometimes they have house minimums. And I mean, I'm, I think every brothel is a little bit different in how they do it. Uh, but yeah, I've, definitely one woman was saying, no, my, my real job, like my real work is in the negotiation. And then like I have the sex, but that's, wow. you know, that's just a little... 10 minutes that I spent after, like, the, just... after the negotiation process. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So I, wa- I wanted to ask you specifically about something in this email that Catherine sent me She said where there's tons of fun things about sex work. Uh, you said that you were having a conversation with your mother. Yes. And you told your mother that she could be a sex worker based on her age. So yeah, well, because she,
0: she was making some some joke about you know oh it's too bad I'm too old to be a prostitute and I think she's you know made the joke in part because she knew I'd been doing research, um, and I was like oh no actually there are there are older men who want someone of their own generation who you know they can talk about movies and have them say <laughs> not say you know who the hell is that right, or, you know. Right is that a band? What? But um, so that could definitely happen. I don't want to you know. hear about
1: Snapchat while they're right. negotiating for <laughs> exactly. their sex fee. Yeah,
0: It's working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so, and that's, you know, I've talked to women who started in their 50s, um, but then I also had to be like, but don't, you know, absolutely do not because my mother would be really terrible at it. So the
1: thing you said in the email is that she... Your mother would not be a good sex worker because she has poor customer service skills.
0: Yeah. And I think if she didn't like someone, she wouldn't be able to hide it. <laughs> and she'd just be like, you're an idiot. I'm leaving. <laughs> Which, you know, I think is a good quality.
1: Right. Right. But, so you know. how much of, how, I mean, the, the, just the phrase customer service skills, like, I feel like I should be more interested in the age thing. It's, that is fascinating. But I'm fascinated <laughs> with the customer service skills element.
0: Oh, it's so, I mean, because usually, especially, you know, it's it's very different if it's like you meeting someone in an alley and they get in the car and then 10 minutes later they leave. Right, right. And maybe you don't and know their name. And I feel like name. that's the sort of like right. the,
1: the sort of uh, classic, uh, I'm going to mark that down as a stupid thing. I'm just going to say classic prostitution for the rest of the podcast I thought, and I see, get a I stupid classic mark.
0: classic prostitution was 1880s. So I'm getting very confused. Anyway,
1: old school, old timey. <laughs> <laughs> Old school prostitution—the prostitution we all are, think we know about because we've seen in, in television, in, in movies—I well, think that's street uh, is different than is the most,
0: especially because that's the most generally there's the most abuse and violence um, in street prostitution. Right, sort of the most vulnerable population, which is—I mean—that's why Canada just said it was. Anyway, that's a whole other story. Canada just passed some new laws and basically they were like, these laws, it's like prostitution is legal, but having a brothel is illegal and, you know, making money off of a prostitute is illegal. So they were basically criminalizing all these things around it that basically Instead meant only if you're on your own on the street is in it. In the most dangerous. In the most yeah. dangerous possible yeah. way. So yeah. any,
1: my, my overall point being that I think a lot of people have, have yeah. opinions or ideas based on what we've seen in televisions and television and movies yeah. and maybe it's true in that, but it sounds like that you know about that there yeah. is an industry that is, Sort of operating differently than...
0: Yeah, well, I mean, as, and the whole... The reason that escorts... The sort of legal loophole is that what they are legally saying that they are contracting for is to go on a date and provide company. Right. And, you know, generally then you have to be, you know, beautiful and educated and be, you know, look good on someone's arm if they take you out to a fancy restaurant or and whatever say, like, like, this that.
1: is where your mom would fall down where, like, she would go to dinner <laughs> and she would just say... You've got some spinach in your teeth, asshole, and just have no elegance about it. Is that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I also, I think my mom would hate it. I mean, I think there's like a million reasons. I really, I there's don't want, to, I don't want your podcast your listeners wouldn't... to think that right. my mother should be a prostitute because I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think it's her, her, her thing. It's not her thing. But um, she's
1: more of a like a greeter, a Walmart greeter.
0: <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think, think she'd that, either? that either. No, she'd
1: also call people an asshole in that scenario. <laughs> okay, good to know.
0: Only if they were actually being an asshole, you know.
1: Excellent, excellent. So uh, I think sort of like the big question for this is why are you interested in it? I know why all humans are interested in sex, but why are you interested in yeah. the history of sex workers?
0: I know that I. I mean, that's the obvious question. You know, I've been writing this show. I have a book proposal out, and like all, and I, cool. that's the obvious question. Um and I don't really have a good answer but I think it has something to do with like I've always been really interested in sexuality and the sort of hypocrisy and double standards and you know as a as a female and a, I, I will tell you I I've been sexually active in my life that's that's <laughs> okay. true Okay duly noted duly noted So you know um and it's just in terms of like slut shaming and and right. saying you know men can do things and women can't I feel like prostitution Basically, like virginity is one extreme, and prostitution is the other. You know, the virgin or whore. And I'm, I'm following the most extreme end of it and studying it and being <laughs> like, well, what does that actually mean in life? And you know, through the ages and yeah, in modern times and I and assume, then also, you know, go ahead. In in terms of like, I'm also just interested in like justice and rights and things like that. And so I kind of got interested in right. Like I was in college, I worked. Uh, I was an intern at a organization that helped like street level prostitutes and generally I mean you know women who were very poor many Mm of them were homeless um, you know missing teeth like kind of not not the like pretty like that's the pretty woman is a horrible movie because it's like the street level prostitute who looks like this high level escort and yeah so you know, like people who were in a really bad situation, and just you know, doing needle exchange and handing out condoms and food, like coupons to McDonald's, and you know, cause right.
1: Else. So, so you feel like you've right. seen seen the extreme. And they, of and it.
0: one of the, my jobs was to call the cops, to call the police departments, and try to negotiate with them because what they the cops were following around this van and using it to bust the women when they'd come for help. Oh God! <laughs> I was like, oh, that's not really helpful. And yeah, I knew I'd got to the right. You know, I was calling all these people, and they're transferring me to. You know, no, you need to talk to this guy. No, you need to talk to this department. No, we don't handle it, blah blah blah. And I knew I'd gotten to the right guy when he starts ranting. Well, they're gonna if they're breaking the law, we're gonna arrest him.
1: So, do you think, in in general, that a lot of things would get better in terms of uh, professional sex working if uh, if America was not as uptight about sexuality? Do you think? Yeah. Is that part of what your interest is? Just sort of, sort of. You mentioned hypocrisy. Yeah. But I think obviously most people agree. That right. America is horribly uptight and weird about sexuality. That's
0: also true, yeah. That's, yes. So. But in a, like, obsessed way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because it's not like we just shun it. It's that we use almost everything. Uh, sex is used to sell almost everything. Uh, but we still have these weird lines about what is and is not appropriate. And yeah. we're super uptight about it. Which, to me, I having not researched it as much as you have, I think that's, like, the scary damaging part. And if we could be a lot more open about it, we could help prevent some of the horrors. Yeah. So yeah. What, what can we do, Catherine, to change what the system? What can we do?
0: Oh, my God. That's <laughs> Um. No, I. well, I, I, I support decriminalization in general. Uh, I think that, you know, and it, it is anything, like in drugs, in, in anything, when you make something illegal, you make the situation more dangerous to the people who are involved in it. Right. Um. So... And also, I mean, a, a big, because there's there's a big, you know, there are a lot of people who are very anti-prostitution um, and really want to, you know, think. There, there, are, there are people who think that, you know, all prostitution is fundamentally exploitive and that, you know, women who say that they're doing it voluntarily are just deluding themselves because they're so damaged that they don't realize it, which I think is kind of insulting to their own, you know. <laughs> saying You don't really know what you want. Like, that's kind of.
1: If you take the pain for it, uh, you know out of the equation right i think it is a discussion that most people would be like gentle and sensitive about of people make different choices about how often they have sex who they have sex with and that yeah. is a choice that people get to make but as soon as any sort of financial transaction comes into it then everyone is super uptight and right it, it and is- everyone's
0: always assuming that it's, it's exploitive which i don't i don't think it's always the case and i think that I think that men, um, I think men go to prostitutes for a lot of different reasons. Mm-hmm. And...
1: Uh, well, what, uh, how, how many? <laughs> how many reasons? <laughs> how many different reasons? 26. 26. 26 what do you think are reasons? some
0: of the reasons. I, some of them, I think, are lonely. Some of them, um, but then there's also some, you know, I mean, so, some really do want companionship and conversation. Um, there's also, I know there are women who specialize in uh, disabled clients, like, People who are severely disabled and, right, you know, whose like parents have to bring them in because they're not like they're they can't function on their own as adults, mm-hmm. but they still, you know, the argument is they still need sex, they still need affection, they still need touch, um, and then there are you know there are men who are just I don't have time for a relationship right now, but I just need sex, <laughs> and again, you know, I'm not an expert there, are, I mean, but there's there are books that are written by different think, people about clients and. I don't know. So, what is your book about? You
1: said you had a book proposal. Oh,
0: it's the same as my show, basically. I haven't actually sent it out yet. It's sitting on a shelf because I've been working on other things. <laughs> so, but <laughs> like you, but day, you're, so, but Okay,
1: so your show though is about sort of uh, the legal.
0: It's the legal history of prostitution, specifically, well, nationwide, but then specifically Nevada, since that's the only state where. So, it,
1: how has it changed? Has it actually got better?
0: It's gotten different. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to mark
1: that down as stupid, but I'm going to mark that down as hedging.
0: I mean, not better. I, I mean, right now they're got safer. No, I don't think so. I think it's the same. And I think it really depends where you're working and what community you're in. But I know that. I mean, there are more and more police departments are looking at uh, treating prostitutes as victims rather than as criminals, mm-hmm. and that still can be very problematic. But it's so much of an improvement. And, I mean, I, I heard a cop being, you know, talking about this. He's kind of running one of these programs, I think it was in Dallas, and he said something at this conference about, you know, how long it took him to come to the realization that these are human beings. What? <laughs> so, yeah, that's, like, okay, that's a big step, I guess. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yes, that. I have this
1: crazy idea that all humans are indeed. Yeah, humans, but you know, like for
0: fuck's sake, when you're when you're just a cop and you're like busting people over and over again, and you're like, God damn it, I don't know, I've never been a cop. Fair. I'm enough, just talking out, out of my ass. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, How much that's... would that
1: cost if you were actually able to speak out that, of your ass? That would be in the... let's negotiate.
0: I, I think that would be more of a, a circus freak kind <laughs> of uh, kind of job. <laughs> yeah.
1: Everybody likes different things. Actual talking That's true. So I was reading, I, I, what I almost always do for Obsessed is I try to read up on Wikipedia about the topic. So I was curious, like how large the actual page for, if I didn't look up prostitution oh, right. or anything, if I looked up sex worker. And it is there, but it's really, really short. And it has this very pointed, it's an institution, it's a business, it's regulated in these ways. And I was delighted to see that there is an institution called the Canadian Guild for Erotic Labor.
0: Oh, I don't think I've heard of that one, but, but I, don't, I know less about Canada. So. I should
1: say, again, this is on Wikipedia, so well, who knows? W-
0: Wikipedia is always, always 100% accurate. Exactly, but I was really I, thrilled with I the Canadian Guild for erotic the, labor. I learned from the Wikipedia page on Wikipedia. <laughs> that it's always accurate? Yes. Is that what it says, That's, the Wikipedia no, page just, on Wikipedia? I just made that up.
1: <laughs> so what do you what do you know about Canada? Is Canada less uptight than America? I mean, in general, well, that's my I perception. Mean, are they is, yeah, I'd less yes. tight enti- about sex workers?
0: It's well, it's been it's decriminalized there. It's just other things that are you know like having a, an actual building where you conduct your business that is illegal. So there's no, it, you, yeah. you can you can be I mean, a sex also, worker
1: but you can't have a sex building.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Okay, <laughs> you can't have a collective. You can't. I don't. I mean, I I I don't know. I'm not an expert on the Canadian law, but. <laughs> well, I, I will
1: personally contact the Canadian Guild for Erotic Labor. You should do and that. And tell them I'm know by their name. Yeah. What? And, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm sure they have a website.
1: So, uh, so on the general theme of that sort of uh, 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 the idea that it is a business. So the sex worker makes sense to me because every other name you have for it has stigma. Right. Usually negative. So if you, Catherine, as somebody who has studied this, could come up with a new name for prostitution in particular that's actually what would you what what, what yeah, would that's, it be? that's
0: problematic i usually i call prostitution sex for pay that's usually the term that i use mm-hmm. um if i'm being official because yeah sex worker is broader but then prostitute has like stigma so i say sex for pay which also encompasses like there are i think In Kenya, there are women who they actually, they have sex with the fishermen for fish and then they sell the fish. So they're not having sex for money, but they're indirectly, (laughs) (laughs) so it's sex for pay. So the
1: fish are the (laughs) middleman? The fish are the middleman. Gross.
0: (laughs) No, because the fish don't have, anyway. Yeah, I know. I guess, I guess you could look at it that way. I'm gonna mark so, this yeah. both down so, for stupid. So, sex for, for that. pay is the uh, the term I use for the transaction. But in terms of like what you would call a person,
1: but if you could just make up like you're <laughs> you're a creative person. If you could just make up a name, a collection of consonants and vowels. <laughs> oh my
0: god! I, oh, just like a, like a like a kind of gibberish you made up. I word. mean, look,
1: there's a history of great words. I mean, like just to say, just the power of words, like taking away their meaning. Hooker, <laughs> streetwalker. Yep. Jigolo, those are like Let's great, see. fun words to say that have power as words.
0: A, 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 a sexagon? No, that is a different. <laughs> that is a meaning a sex, already. How many sides is that? A sex professional? That could no. That's still. Yeah,
1: s- that sounds really boring.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, that's.
1: <laughs> how about a sex administrator? <laughs>
0: Yes, a sex bureaucrat.
1: A sex bureaucrat. That's that's oh what. That's God. a pimp. Is a sex. That bureaucrat. That is a like red tape bondage, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I'm not a pimp. I'm a sex bureaucrat. I'm a
1: sex bureaucrat. Yeah, it's, it sounds a little. It's a little punky. That could but maybe more be like of a, a punk manager band. than a bureaucrat. Yeah, yeah. the bureaucrat yeah. would be like the accountant. So if you couldn't uh, use sex, but you just like had to make a sound that uh, sounds like a sex worker, <laughs> a
0: kickle fickle. <laughs> Thank you.
1: That's what I was looking for. A kickle feckle. Yeah. All right. Oh, man. See, because it's, it's, it's got some tickle in it. you yeah, right. Yeah. It's got to have. But it's aggressive with a cut and fa. Yeah. 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 That is really good. Thank you.
0: Okay. Put, put that on Wikipedia.
1: A kickle feckle. Yeah, I will. And I'll see if anybody bothers to take oh, it God. down. The Canadian Guild Just for Erotic Labor is looking into kickle feckles
0: Just please don't mention my name.
1: Oh no! I, I gotta give credit where credit is too I, I will see. But <laughs> I was
0: I was forced to come anyway.
1: Word invented. I was, by I
0: was exploited and Catherine Glover's mother. I'll, I'll blame against, it on your mom. Okay. Yes, that that'll work.
1: <laughs> How's that? Okay. So so I, I've been thinking about the the idea of it as this sort of like Walmart like job where it's just right. a little bit of the romance in the stigma is taken out of it and it's just sort of a job job. And I started to imagine, like, what would a what would a sex worker sitcom be like, like, on CBS? Like, if after, right after Big Bang Theory, there was the sex worker sitcom, what do you think that would be like? Well,
0: they had a reality show in one of the brothels. Really? Yeah. Dennis Hoff's brothel. I forget. The Bunny Ranch? I, <laughs> yeah, I watched one episode. It was kind of crazy. I guess, you know, I'm just surprised as to how many clients are willing to be like, oh, yeah, you can film me hanging out at the brothel and you know they really? don't so it's re- the- they don't show hardcore sex but they'll show them like rolling around on the bed and stuff like it's- do they
1: show the negotiation
0: i you know i only saw a piece of one episode so i don't actually okay i i don't have you know i don't have cable <laughs> so-
1: <laughs> <laughs> you are full of excuses <laughs> So what do you think a sitcom would be like? If somebody came to you and said, Catherine, I'm going to give you like a half a million dollars. Go do a pilot well, uh, of a sex worker sitcom for CBS. What would it be like?
0: Well, I, you know, I'd probably need more than like 30 seconds to think of it. Well, just we're, sp- we're um, having fun. There here. Was, there you was you was came a, up with
1: Kickle very it, it was quickly. Which is terrible.
0: Um, there, was, there was a show, Bell, I think Belle du Jour was a, a, a a British show. Okay, and it was based on I don't know how you know how accurately it was based, but it was based at least loosely on the journals of a woman who called herself Belle de Jour, and oh right, and that was I mean it had it, it had, had different things like it
1: had Rose from a Doctor lot of it was Who, about,
0: a lot of it is about people. Oh, is that who that was? Yeah, that's why she. That's why a familiar. lot of people know that is
1: because it's it was her next role after being the companion on Doctor Who.
0: Wow, I liked her way more in that. Than in Doctor Who, what, was, what is that? I
1: can't remember the name. Uh, it's uh, Diaries of a Call Girl.
0: Yeah, I think that's right. That's
1: right. so, yeah. That sounds close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was um, pretty.
0: You know, and it had uh, the the big thing I think is the the decision of who to tell. Right. And that's I mean that's probably for a lot of people the, the hardest thing about the job. It's very isolating. A lot of people lie to their parents, to their sometimes to their partners, their spouses, uh, sometimes to their children. And so, yeah, so there's a lot of that kind of drama. And then so I you think,
1: think it would be a sort of farcical sitcom?
0: You could just, well, there's, I think there's one, I'm not, uh, spoilers if you're going to watch this show, just to <laughs> warn you, there's one where she, like, she has a boyfriend who said, I don't want you to do this anymore. But she actually really loves it, and then is kind of, she gets this offer, it's like $10,000 for one night, and she's right. like, oh, I gotta take it. And then, of course, it's the boyfriend who's been testing her to see if she'll show up, and that ends the relationship. So, yeah. <sighs>
1: So you think it would be just like any other sitcom then basically?
0: Sure. Would there
1: be a laugh track?
0: <laughs> God no. I am against I am against laugh tracks. Thank you. Me too. Yeah.
1: I hate laugh tracks. Yeah,
0: they're not a good thing. Do you
1: have theories about why America is is uptight about sexuality?
0: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can we negotiate for you to answer more? I, I
0: I, uh, I mean, I guess we have a Puritan, Calvinist ancestry. I don't know.
1: You, but you've traveled, right? A lot. Yeah, you've been... You, you've you traveled outside of I the United traveled, States, right? But I have traveled,
0: but I have never note Like, I've never f- been somewhere and felt like, oh, these people are so much sexually freer. I mean, it kind of depends who you hang out with. Yeah. Well,
1: I, mean, I, I lived in, in London for just like a few months with, with yeah. uh, my now wife, fiancé, at the time. And to me, there's something about just being. I think the, the sense of humor in Britain is demonstrably more comfortable with sex. It's just it's a wacky thing yeah. to just throw over your shoulder to, to you know make a joke about using a double entendre as pussy for cat pussy for you know mm-hmm. vagina is just like whatever. That ha- it's, it's there's a, a much more relaxed attitude about it in, in all of their sense of humor about sort of bodily functions, anything that America can be touchy about. And to me, when I was in London, I sort of thought that like, obviously everything has a sense of age and it started to make me feel like America is just sort of like, we're a teenager. We're baby, yeah. we're, we're 200 years old, you yeah. know? And it just feels like we're maybe in our
0: teenage years. It's well, like, like, And there's
1: a part of that that makes sense to me and a part of it that seems like that's ridiculous we're and oversimplified. We're,
0: like we're, we're almost two, getting to 250.
1: 250, so. yeah, so yeah, we're everybody. at the age where we're lying about our age on the podcast. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) But it seems almost like that teenage thing where, like, we're so excited about it, but our mom can't find out. That seems like our attitude about sexuality to me. So that's your answer? But it's
0: also, I I mean, (laughs) it's it's weird because I hang out with, I mean, I hang out with so many very, very sex-positive people that I think... And then, you know, if I'm overseas, I'm with people I don't know, and so I'm actually almost less comfortable, Mm -hmm. especially because, you know, I've been in Nicaragua, which I would say... That is definitely a more sexually conservative society okay. than this one. So, for people who don't know what yeah. sex positive it is, what does it would that be, mean? Well, it's, it's the response to certain segments of the feminist movement that were considered sex negative. Um, and I think in the 70s, like I believe it was Catherine McKinnon who said that all heterosexual sex is rape. Right. Um, and just this sort of, you know, response to rape culture that was basically like, kind of got basically the 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 end conclusion is that all anything sexual is exploitive to women right and then there was kind of a later or a different group of feminists that were saying no that's that's fucked up and uh, eventually i don't know when the term sex positive came up but basically it was like you know i can be sexy and sexually active and and comfortable with my body and all of this and it and that doesn't mean that i'm you know a bad feminist or that i'm you know like wanting to be sexually attractive to a man or to a woman like that doesn't make me right a horrible feminist basically it's
1: just trying to have a positive attitude yeah. towards sexuality and to trying to not have it have as much sort of like shame associated with it right yeah to just be out in the open and open say lots of people do different things lots of people like different things and yes. that's fine
0: that's yes I'll, cool yes Yes. Yes. Uh,
1: so kind of going along with that sort of more uh, positive attitude, in comedy there are constant sex jokes. Do you find sex funny?
0: Um, that's... I like that question. Um, I would have to say I don't fundamentally find sex funny. I find funny jokes about sex funny. <laughs> I think
1: that's fair. But that's
0: actually really important because I am more wary... like. If I'm got a fringe festival where there's you know dozens of different shows, right? If there's a show that's about sex and it's someone I don't know, I'm more wary. Not and I, and I and it makes me feel like am I a prude? But like no, what it is is that crappier art and less funny comedy can still you know get good reviews and sell tickets because it's about sex. So people, it's it's almost like the the bar is lower. For something that's sexually themed because people will be titillated and so they'll go, oh, my God, it's so great. And it's like, no, actually, this is horribly written and not clever or original in any way. It's crap, you know, and it's like, I don't care that it's about sex. I care that it's not good, (laughs) (laughs) which is, you know, and I just I guess I I think that if something has sexual content, it kind of can it can be more successful than it deserves to be. So you think
1: because sex is an easy draw in art or comedy, you feel like there is a responsibility to work to the top of your intelligence when making a dick joke.
0: Well, I I just, I don't think, I think there's that responsibility making any kind of joke. And I right. just think that people are more likely to get away with making stupid dick jokes than, you know, making other kinds of stupid jokes. Like, right. the, the audience will laugh more at a stupid dick joke than at a stupid joke about some other subject just because right. they're like, oh, you said dick. <laughs>
1: I, I think, well, I think that is true. And I always wish that the audience literally would say that so you would know. So you have like 300 people and go, oh, dick, all at once. So you literally See, know that, that's why they're laughing. That would be great. That'd be great. I think I i <laughs> I think a lot about comedy. I like to analyze it, and I I just think like the kind of the, the truest depth of comedy is the the contrast between the mind and the body, mm-hmm. and that's part of the reason I like sex positive because I don't I don't ever want to make sex jokes that are uh, uh, that are sex negative <laughs> for lack of a better term. So I like the sex positive movement because I want to make sex jokes. I want to make dick and butt jokes (laughs) all the time because it is about this sort of the awkwardness of we have all of these desires and all of these needs built into this sort of absurd act. And yet it is very important. So there's just all these moments of sort of like, to me, like deep, true, what is the human condition? And sometimes it feels like the best way to, to express that is a really good dick joke But then you have that moment, you check yourself, like, did I just talk myself into, like, I'm being philosophically brilliant because I'm making a (laughs) dick joke. (laughs) So I'm tortured by it, Catherine. I'm tortured. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm tortured by the reality of dick jokes. I was hoping you could validate my dick jokes.
0: That'll cost you.
1: You How much?
0: (laughs) No, no, no. How much for dick jokes? I've I've never heard you make a stupid dick joke. Oh, thank you. That wasn't funny.
1: Well, we'll see. We have I'm a little sure bit of podcast left just to go. I probably wasn't there, so, you know. Excellent, excellent. Uh, you, you get around, so. So, uh, on the podcast, I, I, I ask people these questions about to kind of assess how obsessed they are with their topic.
0: Okay. Are you, <laughs> are you, are <laughs> you going to ask me if I would stop having sex with someone in order to read about sex work? Yes. <laughs>
1: There's a few questions down, but let's go right there. <laughs> Catherine's listened to the podcast before. <laughs> yes, I have. So, yes. No. If you are about to have sex... <laughs> and Philip Lowe came over
0: He's <laughs> <What with a, laughs>
1: he's the one who gave you a sex book before right, so I'm just right. running with that. It could be Got it. No, Philip Lowe and your mom. They come together. come <laughs> together. They come together and they have found like the holy grail of sex books that like cover this this part this history of classic prostitution that you don't know anything about.
0: No, I wouldn't I wouldn't they, I mean I have I have so like, many books on my shelf that I haven't even gotten to yet. <laughs> so no. I mean, it's I'm really interested, but I, you know, I'm, I'm also, it's work to do all that research. It's still work.
1: Right. And it's fun to have sex. Right. So there would just be, there's That's nothing. actually
0: the main reason I don't think I, I would ever want to be a prostitute is that if sex became work, mm-hmm. I think it would carry over and it would just feel like work.
1: Right. They, I mean, writing something... does
0: that. You know, I, I'm a writer now and like, I love writing. I still love writing, but like it's work and it didn't used to be work. Right. And I, th- I think that would happen. I think so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, mean, I think even, even if it isn't the act itself, it's the sort of preoccupation. Because yeah. I think that's one of the, for me, as like a, a self-employed guy, you you don't ever get to stop working. I think it's you know, the same yeah. when you're a writer or mm-hmm. a creator of any kind. It's always kind of in the back of your mind. So I would, <laughs> if I were a sex worker, I would always be thinking, I could have done that better. <laughs> <laughs> What could have I done differently <laughs> and that, yeah, that would be haunting, okay, so if you are about to have sex, there is nothing that is going to stop that. Like you have no I don't, other I interest think it would
0: stop it. I mean, if some you know but if if say I was having sex with someone and then they you know said, "Hey, I read this really interesting article, I'd probably start talking about the subject while, while. having sex. maybe I guess it would depend where we were in the process, but right.
1: So, I mean, a lot of people answer this question that they would happily multitask. Like, it comes up a lot when people like something uh, that is, you know, broadcast like TV or movie. That Like, sure, yeah, whatever. I'll watch Pulp Fiction and have sex, whatever.
0: No, Uh, I'd probably... probably But
1: that's an engagement to have a... So,
0: if if you were having
1: sex with someone and they had heard this podcast and it's somebody you like, (laughs) you're in the middle of having sex and they said, I understand you're very interested in sex work.
0: I don't know. I'd probably say, hey, yeah, let's definitely we should talk about this in, you know. Let's shelve that. In seven and a half minutes. and a half. You're very realistic. That's awesome.
1: Cool. Ah, See, I I
0: know these things. I do research.
1: What is the, is that the average time? Seven and a half minutes?
0: Some, maybe, no, I think it's less. I don't know. I think, I think that's including like foreplay and everything. This is actually. And crying. Right. No, this was, (laughs) this was actually, uh, I learned that it was a study about you know, because people say sex burns a lot of calories. And it's right. like, well, yes, it does. But usually not for very, you know, it's for like actually two minutes that it's vigorous enough that you're burning calories. So it's it's not actually a very good fitness plan Great to have more sex.
1: I mean, goes my fitness plan. <laughs> okay, so I'll ask you my other questions.
0: <laughs> okay, sorry. I didn't no, mention. no, that's
1: fine. It's great. It's great. Uh, do you think about sex work every day?
0: No, uh, I did when I was writing that play, but I've moved on to other topics. So these days I've been thinking about wrongful conviction every day. <laughs> oh, fun. <laughs> Which is, you know, puts me in a great mood and makes life wonderful.
1: Are you writing a play about wrongful I conviction? I
0: just finished the second draft and I am. Um, so I guess now I'm not thinking about that every. No, I still, that one still is You're probably. Saying, yeah, that It probably comes across my brain at least once a day still, yeah. Wow.
1: Okay. If you could buy a set of nice dishes that celebrated sex work, would you?
0: Oh yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, I, if I could find room in my cupboard, I'd have to, you know, figure out the logistics. But, but yeah. these are
1: like these are like for like Thanksgiving dinner.
0: Yeah, you would. Yeah, it so would clearly depend, your mom. D- your mom's pretty cool. So yeah, it would depend on what I was having over. Like if my dad was coming over, I probably would use different plates. But my dad probably wouldn't come over for Thanksgiving. You'd, you'd so use it's the okay.
1: wrongful conviction plates for your dad. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
0: No, just... Is your dad the, uptight? The Sarah Palin plates for my dad. <laughs> oh, your dad is uptight, then. Anyway. <laughs>
1: Sorry. Sorry, Sarah Palin fans of this podcast. <laughs> I don't think there are any, but... Yell at me on Twitter if there are. Um, have you created a sex work playlist on Spotify?
0: No, I'm not on Spotify, actually, so... Oh, God damn it. But I, I, I did... I did for my show... Uh, do research on songs about prostitutes oh, and prostitution. Did and you then, use them in the
1: show or in the pre-show? It's the pre-show, yeah. Okay. So, so, when did you find out?
0: Well, like House of the Rising Sun, that, right. that's obvious. There's, there's a bunch. Um,
1: are I there, like, see. famous songs that people don't realize are about prostitution, that kind of thing? Like, House of the Rising Sun is pretty obvious.
0: Pretty obvious. Well, like, Fancy, that's... Uh, I think Riva McIntyre. I might be wrong. In, in which case, make a mark. If I am wrong, please delete it. Like Google it later and then delete it. If sure. I'm wrong. Yes. Absolutely. Or, or don't. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Well, there's of course, you know, flight at the Concords, You don't have to be a, a prostitute. That's, that's that's pretty obvious. Yeah. That's yeah.
1: <laughs> so. When you put this playlist together, what was the general vibe? Was it like a rockin' good time, or was I it pretty of, sad? I'm
0: not using a lot of it. Okay. Because I didn't like the songs
1: was it because you didn't actually like them as just as your music. musical taste or was yeah. it that they were bummers?
0: House of the Rising Sun is probably in terms of the lyrics the most depressing. Yeah. But I, you know, people play it in really happy ways. I
1: think I think House of the Rising Sun is one yeah. of those weird songs that people like just sing and they go, "Hey, wait a minute." <laughs>
0: The hell oh, did love, I just love sing? for sale. That one I used. That's oh, a beautiful yeah, song.
1: yeah, yeah. That's a great song. It's an old Tin Pan Alley yeah, song, right? Really who good. who was who was singing it when you with the version that you used?
0: I should know this.
1: Was it Eartha kit She's got a great no. Version. It
0: wasn't Eartha kit I'm forgetting. I'm I'm embarrassed now.
1: Okay, well I'll Google the shit out of that. Yeah. All right. good. All right. It's
0: a really good version though.
1: Okay. Would you stop having sex to read a good book about sex work? No. Okay. Covered that. uh what what would you? Although although if Ooh. I
0: I will say if I was reading a good book about sex work and then someone tried to have sex with me I'd probably say no I'm I'm reading but that's actually probably true of any book so really if I'm oh yeah if I'm like in a book I any might not even book I might well if it's good like Twilight gross, Breaking Dawn no you're I like I would no. I, I don't read those books no. okay but if I was really engrossed in a book and someone was like hey baby I'd be like no 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 I'm reading this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Have you ever had sex with anyone who actually did attempt to initiate sex by saying, hey, baby? (laughs) No. I think I would be pretty worried. I don't think so. Hey, baby. I don't know why I always use that as my generic. (laughs) It's not very accurate. Oh, That's hilarious. Hey, baby, are you reading? (laughs) Do you want to be not reading? Okay, sorry, sorry. (laughs) <laughs> only takes seven and a half minutes. Uh, is there anyone you wouldn't discuss sex work with?
0: My dad, probably. Your dad. Well, I don't know. If he, I mean, no, I probably... If but he must know...
1: Does he know you did the show?
0: You know, we talk like once a year. I, I, I may have mentioned it. I don't remember. There's some people I wouldn't want to argue about it with just because it would give me a headache. But right. I probably would anyway. And then after 10 minutes, I'd just... Be like, you know what? I'm gonna go read a book. Well,
1: from the perspective of not like, <laughs> but, yeah, like fighting with somebody about it, but educating people.
0: No, I'd, I'd talk about it.
1: So, like, you I'm would walk open. into a Walmart and start talking to the greeter about Zachary. no, no, but, <laughs> no. I'm sorry, I, but that, that was putting words in your mouth. Yeah, Stupid. But I calm. mean,
0: but I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> How's that tally doing? It looks like, uh, I'm beating you. Looks like so a so good. Looks like a blank piece of paper. So um, I know, but
1: I'm marking. I'm miming it.
0: Yes, that's true. I've noticed a lot of, of a lot of miming. I didn't I mean to spoil the illusion at for the least seven listeners. and a half
1: stupid marks, and I think you only have a <laughs> half a stupid mark where we shared one earlier. Sweet.
0: <laughs> no, I mean I wouldn't really go up and start random conversations with Walmart greeters. So. But, you know, if I was just in a conversation with someone and it came up organically, then sure. Whatever.
1: Awesome. So this is actually some podcast history. A year ago, Whoa. I did a sex podcast uh, with Courtney McClain and David Mann.
0: Oh, yeah. That's where you got the sex noises for your ad.
1: Yeah, yeah. The sex noises that I use forever, and they're great. Uh <laughs> They're very honest and very funny, um, but it's
0: about seven and a half minutes. I think that one I, yeah, sounded and, like it.
1: No, it's it's maybe two minutes, it, but it's
0: great. well, no, but I mean that would be the last two minutes of the seven and a half.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah, death. they didn't act out the negotiating or the <laughs> <laughs> foreplay or anything. They were just right in the midst of the glorious seven and a half minutes. Um, but I came up with a quiz that I never used based on the. Wikipedia entry for sex. Oh, sweet. So I wanted to give you the sex quiz that I never used. Are you ready? Okay. Can you, this is according to Wikipedia, keep in mind now. Can you name the three animals that have sex for pleasure?
0: Humans, I think chimpanzees, and it's like dolphins or something.
1: Wow. That's really good. So according to uh, uh, Wikipedia, I guess humans aren't animals. So dolphins and chimpanzees is correct.
0: Okay. But there's one other animal. There's one other. Oh.
1: I don't know. Bonobos.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. A
1: specific monkey. A monkey with a funny right. name.
0: Yeah, no, it's they beautiful. they're the ones I, I think they're the ones who like they have prostitution. <laughs> they, no, they do. Really? Even male what prostitution. Do they exchange? Like for food?
1: Like nuts and berries? Yeah awesome
0: how did no oh was this in your show no this is a book i read in high school called (laughs) wild sex that was all about the sexual practices of different animals some of it is really horrifying
1: yeah oh yeah yeah i would imagine yeah i mean like there's some really horrifying like bbc documentaries that are just about general animal behavior and you watch this and think if they're that freaky about like those activities i don't want to know anything about those monkeys sex life Yeah. Very disturbing. Okay, Uh, that was great. You did great on that one. Uh, (laughs) Next question. Yes. According to Wikipedia, which of the following is not a real sexual activity? Rusty trombone, (laughs) 369, (laughs) the Lithuanian typewriter, or butt licking?
0: Let's see here. (laughs) I'm going to go with Lithuanian typewriter.
1: Do you think that is the one that is not real? I'm
0: going to guess that's not real.
1: That is correct. Yes! That is a story by Edward Gorey. (laughs) But
0: now, I mean, but once that's on Wikipedia, someone can just turn it into a sex act. I know, but
1: the reason I wrote this way back in the day is it's got this list of activities that people generally know, like Hot Carl or whatever. and All these, like, you know, things that are like, oh, man, gross sexual thing. In this, After this list of things with these sort of like exotic euphemisms, like rusty trombone, the end of the list is, and butt licking.
0: <laughs> and that's not a thing. Nobody does <laughs> that. Come on. Well,
1: why, when you've gone to the effort of coming up with a name like Hot Carl or Rusty Trombone, would people just say, and uh, butt licking? Just out in the open <laughs> about it. What is that
0: exactly? I can't... I
1: believe it's when you lick someone's butt. Oh. I'm not sure. Oh, my God. I'm not sure, but I think that's what it is. <laughs> Unless it's rubbing your butt in a licking manner. Yeah,
0: that might be licking someone with your butt.
1: <laughs> yeah, we lick butting. I, I, I that's. Anyway, I next question. Three marks on the stupid column for me. Okay, so please fill in the blanks of this Wikipedia quote. Are you ready? I'm ready. Sexual intercourse often plays a strong role in human blank, usually being used solely for blank in commonly leading to stronger blank
0: life human life uh, human usually life. for well it's either pleasure or reproduction i would guess but i don't know what
1: which do you think wikipedia thinks it is
0: <sighs> pleasure <laughs>
1: i love that that was said with a sigh oh pleasure okay so so far you have sexual intercourse often plays a strong role in human life usually being used solely for pleasure in commonly leading to stronger
0: Relationships? I don't
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> Your answers are better than Wikipedia's oh. actual answers. Okay, what? 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 Did he uh, say? According to Wikipedia, sexual intercourse often plays a strong role in human bonding. Oh, Fair bonding! Enough. Right. Usually being used solely for pleasure. Congratulations, and yes. commonly leading to stronger bonds.
0: Oh, Bo- whoa! It's for bonding and it leads to stronger <laughs> bonds. <laughs> this is stronger Wikipedia bonds. Is know, Wikipedia. A really good
1: I know. I know there's probably a hyperlink on bonds but i didn't look it up uh okay so lately do you well do you have any final thoughts on sex work that you would like to share no (laughs) (laughs) you feel like you have said all you have to say
0: no oh no i could go on for hours and hours but i think that you know you're gonna you don't want that
1: okay well here's something i want so lately I've been having people make a noise to sum up their interest in a topic. So for sex work, there's the obvious making sex noises, which you can certainly do if you want, or you can make some other noise to sum up your interest in sex work.
0: No, cuz it's me and I'm being all academic and reedy or interviewing journalisty, so <laughs> it would be more like hmm. <laughs> Going with the theme of trying to make it as boring as possible.
1: Trying to make sex boring. Yeah. So, so you sex work specific. Sex work. Okay. So you know, c- can fickle, you... Fickle.
0: Cock-a-fickle or whatever it was. <laughs> trying to make that boring.
1: Cock-a-fickle? Well,
0: what was feckle?
1: Uh, k- feckle.
0: K- 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 kiki feckle? Now that
1: you've put cock in it, I can't. <laughs> yeah, <you know. laughs>
0: or caca, which is different. Oh. You don't uh, want that. I mean, some feckle. people do,
1: but the, 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 we remember the the feckle part, feckle, right? Yeah. There's definitely so maybe 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 this is it just the co- nature of language that over the course of our podcast it it's evolves evolved It's very to just feckle
0: feckle. All right, do it.
1: Excellent. So can you can you make your your sex worker noise again? Hmm. <laughs> that was great. Oh, that's great. Very thoughtful. Thank you. Uh, And I have some final questions, as always, on the podcast. If you could only have one drink for the rest of your life, what would it be?
0: Ooh. Mm. Whiskey Coke.
1: Specifically Coke, not soda or pop?
0: Well, I mean, you don't want to put, like, whiskey with... Mountain Dew, <laughs> gross.
1: No, that would be absolutely horrible. I Plus, that, know I have a, actually that's done a that. Drink. It's horrible.
0: I think that qualifies as a different drink. Yeah, I think or it's called think like ass like, in your mouth. Or I could just say whiskey, and then I can mix it with whatever I want. Maybe. No, like, you're
1: cheat. You're trying to cheat the question.
0: Well, um, but I mean, you're saying it can be okay.
1: Oh, so the one drink that you would have is a whiskey and anything.
0: Well, there's just whiskey and then I can mix it. Would it would just be
1: like every time you had a whiskey, there would just, just be another mystery fluid in there. <laughs> well,
0: you know, if I make it in my house, I can just take the whiskey and then add whatever I want.
1: <laughs> Nobody really, usually pushes me on the metaphysics of these questions.
0: Well, go on. <laughs>
1: All right. So if you could only have one drink, you would have your whiskey and anything whiskey. that you have control whiskey over Coke. in your house. A whiskey Coke. All right. If you could turn into an animal once a month, what animal would you turn into?
0: Something that flies. I don't know. What what bird flies the fastest and the farthest? That bird.
1: So you want to you want to fly fast and far. Yeah. You're like sipping whiskey, coke in your little talon, <laughs> like and just getting the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Okay. In the final question for everyone on the podcast, what is happiness?
0: I know. Wow. I'm so shocked that you asked me that question. Um, I thought maybe since you know I listened to it, you you know come up with something else to trick me. Nope. Nope. Uh, I think it's uh. It's having the resources. No, it's laughing. That's what it is. (laughs) I think laughing. That's great. Or sneezing.
1: Laughing or sneezing. Laughing (laughs) or sneezing. They're both sudden head explosion of some kind.
0: It's just. It's just a moment of like. It's like a natural physical drug.
1: Absolutely, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you very much, Catherine. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Do you want to laugh or sneeze to end the podcast? No. (laughs) Thank you very much. That is our (laughs) podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed.